That's what I do all week. I just look at those videos all week trying to find the right one for you this morning. But uh, happy Mother's Day. And uh, somehow I, I get the sense you all agree that being a mom's not so easy, huh? Uh, and uh, boy, we know that. And uh, we could take this morning and, and we could go through the scriptures and find a, you know, a lot of awesome moms uh, in, the, in the scriptures and just kind of, you know, have a nice little fluff message that just talks about how great moms are. But um, I think a better use of our time this morning is to uh, look at a mom, uh, but, but not the mom that you might normally think of when you go in the scriptures. A mom who really reminds us, I think, of not just the importance of being a mom, uh, but the challenge, how hard it is, and the overwhelming uh, consequences that are involved. The way I want to do that is just take you into uh, one story in the scripture from Matthew 15. And uh, we're going to meet a mom there. Uh, Don't know her name. Really don't know much about her. Uh, We just kind of know where she comes from. And and she's a mom. And and you'll see we get to figure out what the situation in her life is. Um, But I think she speaks to us whether you're a mom in the room today or whether that's just not been part of your life experience. uh, Or if you're a dad in the room or... Yeah, just an adult in the room today, and equally, uh, if you're a young person in the room today, I hope you listen, okay? So let's get to it. Let's go uh, look at this mom. It comes from Matthew 15, and uh, to understand what's going on with this mom, I think you've got to understand what's going on with Jesus right before he uh, has the interaction with her. And uh, what happens in Jesus' life is he's out doing his ministry, and uh, as usual, uh, the Pharisees and the scribes, they start challenging him. You know they do that, right? I mean, all the way through his ministry, they're always just trying to trick him and catch him, and they're always challenging him about things. And so right before this interaction with the mom, Jesus is doing his ministry, and the scribes and the Pharisees get in his face and say, hey, how come your disciples, how come they don't obey the law? You know, everybody else, is, every other good rabbi knows that his disciples, his learners and followers, they should follow the law Yours don't do it. They walk through the fields and pluck grain. What is going on? How come you aren't being a good rabbi and teaching them these things? He ends up going through the dialogue, and then he has a conversation with his disciples afterwards to understand uh, what, what's really important. And here is here's the teaching of it. He says to them, Don't any of you know what I'm talking about by now? They're a little frustrated they don't get it. He says, Don't you know? that the food you put into your mouths goes into your stomach and then out your body. But the words that come out of your mouth come from your heart. And they are what make you unfit to worship God. Out of your heart comes evil thoughts, murder, unfaithfulness in marriage, vulgar deeds, stealing, telling lies, and insulting others. These are what make you unclean. Eating without washing your hands will not make you unfit. To worship God. So if you look at that little section there and just take your pencil and, and just circle a key word, I mean, what seems to be the key word in that whole chunk of teaching? Well, as I listen to it, the key word for me is heart. Right? It seems to be heart. I mean, what he seems to be saying, you know, in this experience is look, what's really important is what, what is the position and the attitude of your heart? It's not what's outside you. It's not whether your hands are clean or unclean, although, you know, moms would have you wash your hands before you come to the table. But nevertheless, it seems he's saying, look, what's important here is the position of your heart. 
Okay, so that's what happens right before uh, he interacts with the mom. Now let's go to the mom experience. The text says, Jesus left and went to the territory near the cities of Tyre and Sidon. Now it's really interesting. If you look at the map and you see where Tyre and Sidon are, they're way up here, right? And we know that Jesus spent most of his ministry uh, over here by the Sea of Galilee, right? By Capernaum. And he, he, you know, kind of wandered that whole area of Galilee and the Sea of Galilee. But on this particular occasion, after having this conflict with the Pharisees, he decides to withdraw. And he goes 30, 50 miles up to that region of Tyre and Sidon. Now, what's significant about that is not just that he's withdrawing and trying to get away from it for a while, but what's significant is where he goes. He goes up to those cities that are in Canaan. He's going into what for him would be a foreign world. He is leaving the safety of being with the people of God in Galilee and, you know, down here in Judea with Jerusalem. He is going north to what for him would be like going to a foreign land. And when he goes up there, he experiences the locals. And in particular, he experiences one woman. The text says he goes to the cities of Tyre and Sidon, and suddenly a Canaanite woman. So who's he meet? A Canaanite and a woman. This is a person that, from Jesus' viewpoint, as a good Jew, he should have a clear perspective against her. First of all, she's a Canaanite. Jews don't like Canaanites. Jews are supposed to wipe the Canaanites out. Remember when they first took over the promised land? They're supposed to get rid of those folks. Jews don't like Canaanites. They consider them dogs. You'll hear that later in the text. Second, sorry moms, women, she's a woman. Women in that culture just had no status at all. And yet what happens? Jesus withdraws. This rabbi withdraws. And when he's in this foreign place, a woman gets in his face. She gets in his face. You can see it in the text, right? It says, suddenly a Canaanite woman from there came out, and what was she doing? Shouting. This woman is making a scene. I mean, Jesus is retiring to a a place away and withdrawing for a little while, and all of a sudden this local Canaanite woman starts making a huge scene. She starts shouting after him. She starts getting in Jesus' face. And what does she say? The text says, she says, Lord and Son of David, have pity on me. My daughter is full of demons. Now we know something. Now we know something about the woman. Now we know she's a mom. And we also know she's a mom who is facing an extraordinary challenge. Because what is the situation of her daughter? Her daughter is captured by the evil influences in her life. Her daughter is consumed by the evil influences that have taken over her life. And this mom, this mom understands that the only solution she's got for her daughter is one thing. One person. Lord, Son of David, 
That's her only solution. I mean, it's not a happy home where she's living right now. Things are not going well between she and her daughter. Things are not good for her daughter. Her daughter right now has absolutely no possible future because she is consumed by those evil influences. And the mom's response is to seek one person. She wants Lord and Son of David. She understands, apparently, that the only person that can make any kind of not just spiritual distance, uh, difference in her daughter's life, but the only person that can give her daughter a future is Lord and Son of David. Now think about that for a minute. What an awesome understanding we just got from this mom. Because truth be told, if, if we'd really get serious this morning, we, we could look at our children. We could look at our Canaanite culture. And we could see our kids are being captured by evil influences every single day. Amen? Isn't that the way it is? They are being influenced. And they are being captured. And their future is being directed by all kinds of evil influences that try to consume and possess their life and their future. And we should know the same truth that this mom knows. That our kids' only hope is Jesus Christ. Kids, are you young people, are you listening for a minute? I want you to hear loud and clear today from this mom. If you want to have a future, if you want to have a life, that changes the world, that makes a kingdom difference, the only future is if you come to understand Jesus as Lord and Christ. And then the future begins. Then you can push out the evil influences and you can live the impact life that God has in store for you. But it starts, it starts with that incredible mom just giving us that simple understanding that the most important thing we can do as moms or dads or as adults who have the opportunity to influence kids, the most important thing we can do is just make sure they know about Jesus Christ. Make sure they know they can have an incredible future if they just understand Jesus, Lord and Son of David. Well, that'd be great if uh, everything you'd think right now with the mom, it'd be great if you got there and you just want to turn the page and say, yeah, man, that was awesome. She got it. And, and man, her daughter's going to be in good shape now. But look what happens next in the text. And this just blows us away. The next thing that happens is Jesus did not say a word. Are you kidding me? That's not supposed to be the way it's supposed to be, is it? I mean, we like it when we get together and we can say, wait a minute, Jesus is full of love and compassion and kindness and caring, and, and he'll move heaven and earth for you. I mean, that, and it's all true. But in this case, amazingly, Jesus doesn't say a word. What's up with that? How could he not respond to this woman? She responds... What does she do next? 
It says, the woman kept following along and she kept on doing what? Making a scene. She just kept following along. She just kept shouting. She got so much in their face that the disciples said to him, Lord, get rid of this woman, will you? She's really causing a stir. Moms, are you listening? To what extent are we, moms, dads, adults, people of God in this place at Christ Church, to what extent are we ready to go to make sure our kids have a future in Christ? She is ready to do whatever it takes. She just keeps following along and she just keeps shouting. And she gets a response. Surprisingly again, not the response you'd kind of expect. Jesus says, listen, I was sent only to the people of Israel. They are like a flock of lost sheep. It's like he's saying, listen, you don't understand. You're not following God's timeline on this one. Right? I'm here for Israel, okay? Paul, Paul is going to come for you later on, right? I mean, I'm here. God's got this worked out. Don't worry. He's got a plan. But, you know, I'm here for Israel. You got to just wait around. Paul's going to get to you. Peter, maybe. Silas. Somebody's going to come. Don't worry. The woman, how does she respond? Closer. And she kneels down and she begs. Please help me, Lord. That is awesome. What just happened? Didn't the woman just understand a crucial thing for us? Didn't she just understand that the most important thing we can do as adults, dads, moms, people of God in this place, the most important thing we can do for our kids is to get our hearts in the right position and say, Jesus is Lord in our life. Isn't it that she teaches us this morning, this mom that has no name and no face, and all we know is she's a mom and she's got a daughter in trouble, and she isn't she saying clearly to us this morning, listen, give your life to Christ and make sure your kids know it. Make sure they see it. Make sure they understand you're on your knees before Christ. Make sure they understand you need Christ in your life just as much as you want Christ into their life. That you need Christ. You need to say, Lord, please help me. And most importantly, parents, please help me. Help me to show my kids the difference Jesus Christ makes in life. This mom... She won't give up. And she's ready to put her heart in the right position, even her whole body in the right position, where she just kneels before the Lord. Jesus responds. Again, though, he gives us a response that's just like totally unexpected, right? He says, "Uh, you know, look, I'm sorry. It, It isn't right. It's not right to take food away from children and feed it to the dogs. I mean, he still holds his ground. He says, you know, it's just just not time yet. And you'd think by now the mom would say, I tried. I did everything I could. Enough. She doesn't. She takes one more step. 
she responds to Jesus and said, Lord, that, that's true. That's true. You're always right. That's true. But even dogs get the crumbs that fall from their owner's table. Now what this mom get? What did this mom understand? Isn't it that this mom understood the same principle that that woman understood who, who was sick and, and she just wanted to go up and touch the fringe of Jesus' garment? Didn't this mom get the same kind of concept that all she had to do was just get a crumb? Didn't she get an awareness that could pour into us? If we could just get a crumb of Jesus into our kids' lives. Just a crumb. If we could just feed our kids a crumb every single day of Jesus. If we could just feed our kids a crumb every single day of the truth of the Word of God. If we could just pour into our kids a crumb, one crumb after another crumb after another crumb, that they would come to that place and understand Jesus Christ is Lord, and He has a future for them. This mom is awesome for us. We don't know her name, but we know her faith and her confidence that she will hold nothing back until her child has a future in Jesus Christ. That is a great teaching. And Jesus responds to that. He finally responds, and He says, Dear woman, you really do have a lot of faith, and you'll be given what you want. And at that moment, her daughter was healed. Being a mom is not easy. But it's so easy to get captured by all the other things of what it means to be a mom, or what it means to be a dad, or what it means to be an aunt, or what it means to be an uncle, what it means to be just an adult in this place called Christ Church. It's so easy to get captured by all the other busyness and forget the most important thing we're about. Getting our hearts in the right position that says Jesus is Lord every single day. And being able, whatever it costs, to just give our kids the crumb of that knowledge that they can get it, that they can receive it and understand that God has such a future for them. Now, it'd be easy to kind of stop here as well and, and just say, wow, that, what an awesome mom she was. And, you know, we'd probably kind of walk away and say, but boy, that Jesus guy was not so, so great right there in that story, right? Well, the great thing about the text is it doesn't leave us there either because it's talking about the position of the heart, remember? And Jesus leaves Tyre and Sidon and he comes back to Galilee, that place where he's been doing ministry. And it says he went back there along the Lake of Galilee he went and sat down on a large hill. Crowds came to him, and they brought many people who were crippled or blind or lame or unable to talk. They placed them and many others in front of Jesus, and he healed them all. And everyone was amazed at what they saw and heard. People who had never spoken could now speak. The lame were healed, the crippled could walk, and the blind were able to see. And everybody was praising the God of Israel. You see, it is possible. See, I don't know what's going on in your family right now. Moms, I don't know about your kids right now. Maybe you're a mom who's in struggle. Maybe you're a dad who's in struggle. Maybe you just got neighbors who are in struggle. But we know this truth. Jesus Christ can give anybody a future. 
They may not see now, but they can. They may not be walking in the right direction now, but they can. They may be consumed by the influences of evil in their lives right now, but they don't have to be. Through Jesus Christ, our kids, ourselves, we can have such a future that we can change the face of the earth. Because Jesus Christ gave up everything for each one of us. What an incredible parent we have. What an incredible parent that He would give up everything so that we can know Him and know that His love remains. Let's pray. Father, we come to You today and uh, we thank You for that mom so long ago. What a witness she gives us today. And, uh, you know, it is great to celebrate, rejoice the gift of moms today. But help us to not lose focus. We don't want it to just be a fluff day. We want it to be an important day in the kingdom of heaven. And that's always important for us to be able to share the good news that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life, regardless of who you are, regardless of where you are in life, and especially for our kids. They would just come to understand the real hope in life, the real future lies, and understanding that Jesus is Lord. So, Father, we pray for every mom in the room. We pray for every dad in the room. We pray for every adult in the room that they could be that influence in some young person's life and that they could have their hearts always in the right position first of being able to kneel before Jesus and give their lives as well. Father, we thank you for this incredible gift through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen.